Welcome to episode 115 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I had to not look at you, so I knew if I did, you'd start laughing, and that made me laugh. I know, that's what it was. So, <laughs> we're a ma. We're, we're recording together in our basement again. Because it's been um, a while. Yeah, it's been a while. We literally stood catching up between me, you, and your wife for like a good 40 minutes. Yeah. So That's why it's late, and we have to get cards <laughs> done, and... Uh, so, all right, but let's just uh, probably just start talking about it. Swan dive. Core, core 2020. Yep. So. We're not talking about mechanics because we There did, are yep. no new mechanics, basically. It's fine. Nothing's yeah. insane. Like, man, I am just set it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> we literally, what, three episodes ago, we recorded another set review. Set review for modern horizons which shout out to all those cards that spiked up yeah right damn <laughs> it did things but H- hogak on an actual roller coaster from like four dollars to thirty dollars and now he's back down to nine like just damn. can't make up his mind <laughs> keeps rising and falling <laughs> all right so yeah corset 2020 new corset looks pretty cool honestly it's a corset there's sweet cards in it there's no um there's no marquee mythic in this set right yeah. like there's no mythic that you look at and like that card is going to be worth 30 dollars when the set goes through yeah. i think the most expensive card in the entire set is like 15 right now and it's just one of the random planeswalkers because reasons yeah like i don't know there's a lot of the cards that i look at that i'm like oh this card's cool and i'd like to get some of them and they're like uncommon <laughs> yeah like which is kind of nice for a change but and it's also par for the course also like yeah I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of the decks that we seem to enjoy playing lately tend to be driven by the uncommons, like true. Snake, mm-hmm. Feather. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I still refuse to call that deck Feather, and it's called Heroic, but... <laughs> it, it is Heroic. I know. With its one Heroic creature. Basically, yeah. Basically you, put that deck in. See, the thing is, though, when you cast Gird for Battle, it's basically like all your creatures have Heroic, because then every all your creatures are getting plus one, plus one to- counters, mm-hmm. and it just spirals out of control, and it's sweet. Oh, God, that card's great. Deck's great, and I only ever lose when the deck shoots itself. So basically, like deck's unbeatable. It's pretty much it's pretty much absolutely unbeatable. Its greatest weakness <laughs> is itself. This is one hundred percent true. Yeah, but, I'm but, not looking forward to heroic mirrors at all. No, they're going to happen because everyone's going to be like, "Oh my God, heroic is actually relevant," and yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll get over it because it's not cute enough or something. Oh, but. I hope. That's literally my hope. So, yeah, but. Okay. Why don't we hop into some of these cards? Um, we'll talk about them and get this done. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do our same kind of format we did. So we're going to talk about the mechanically relevant cards today and see see where we get. Yep. All right. So uh, first card, brought back white, white instant. Choose up to two target permanent cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. Return them to the battlefield tapped. Best ramp spell ever printed, fight me. <laughs> like, when you said that, I was just like, what? And then I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, fetch lands. About fetch lands being busted. Right? Like, this card is 
everything about this card is legit in regards to, like, the ramp effect. Um, Second Sunrise got freaking banned. Like, obviously, this card is no Second Sunrise. It only hits one card, not... Or it hits two cards, not all the cards. Yeah. Which is a big deal. But this card is still, like... The, it's This interaction with fetch lands alone is insane. A blue-white control deck, assuming they don't have to crack a fetch between turns one or two, get to cast a Teferi on turn three in modern. That's a pretty early Teferi. Yeah. Granted, that literally requires them to do nothing first turn one and two, and that's a big deal, right? Like, yeah. those are the two turns that matter in modern, because you can be dead on turn three. Yeah, like, like it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird spot. Like, I don't think this deck is, like, I don't think this card is, like, you know, going to, like, take over the format or any means like that, but, like, this card has a potential of doing that. This card can buy back a Snapcaster that Chump locked. Like, uh, that's also a thing. That, that's, that's cool, okay. Like, two man, like, it's literally a fifth copy of Snapcaster if you've already had one, like, die or some shit. So, like, I mean, that's, if, obviously that's not good until the late game. And if but, you want to really go hardcore, you could buy back your Snapcaster that Chump locked and buy this back. True. Doesn't do, it doesn't do you much good. No, but. <laughs> you're doing a lot of shit, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know, this card's kind of insane. Yeah, that one's, it was. I think I saw that one. I'm like, that's a weird card. I don't know what to make of it, but yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Okay, what's next? Uh, so, so just to say, I'm, uh, since we have a different setup, we both don't have all the notes, docs. So John is reading everything off a laptop because my back is to the computer. <laughs> yep. So it's all me. Uh, next up is Fletcher's favorite card ever in standard in any standard format. I think he legit likes this card more than. Uh, constrictor that's god's willing <laughs> yes oh my gosh this is a dream come true for those who don't know this card's a reprint yep. one white instant target creature you control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn scry one <laughs> just tacked on there the scry one makes all the difference it, it, it really does like it, it's so funny because we were literally playing heroic or feather whatever you Freaking hippies call it, um, and feather doesn't make the deck hum really well. Oh no, feather is just gas. Um, but like we were really talking, about, like man, this deck needs God. Like if this deck had God's willing, it would just be great. Like mm -hmm. we're just like, you know that whatever that card is, uh, I can't sheltering Shel light. Sheltering light is just not not God's willing. Yeah, like, sheltering light gives a creature indestructible and in scries one, which indestructible is nice, but it's not quite quite what you need, right? Right? Like Braska's contempt is still a card. Teferi's tick down is still a thing, yeah. right? Um, and the fact that God's Willing allows you to punch through your opponent's board is such a big deal. One of my biggest com I personally play um, Arrester's Adomnition in my build because it gives another creature other than Feather Flying, which just allows you to fly over. And like being able to punch through is such a big deal. This does that. Yep. This is the protection spell and the reach that the deck needs to really go well over the top. Mm -hmm. And so my plan is literally to replace all of my um, sheltering lights with this, and then my one arrestor's ad domnition is going to be just finally be one copy of sheltering light. Yeah, like this card is gas. Yeah, this card's just sweet. I am so happy for this reason. When they started spoiling them, uh, like the cards with protection, I'm like, oh my god, it could be there, and like you know, like half joking to some degree. Oh, yeah, well, because that was the thing, right? We're like protection's coming back that's really weird like because they're like yeah. protection was on like the the naughty list yeah kind of because it's a really weird mechanic mm -hmm. and and then they're like there is a full cycle of protection cards and there is the, in at common and there is one uncommon white card and they said it was like an instant and we're just like like, like 
this that's, has to be it. That's right? God's willing, right? It has to be. And when it was, it was just like I was. We legit, did it. I was legit worried it was going to be like a two man of God's willing, and I was going to be really <sighs> sad. I was, but it's like it's not. It is actual God's willing, yeah. which just makes the feather deck insane. Yeah, like this is great. I'm I am so excited to get that card and play with it again. Yeah. Like, oh. okay. <laughs> uh, next up, enough jerking off. <laughs> uh, more reprints, basically. Uh, we have uh, they're reprinting a leyline cycle. Oh yeah. Uh, the first one is leyline of sanctity, which is a reprint. Um, you have hexproof. Uh, or sorry, the leyline mechanic is if it's in your opening hand, you can basically start the game with it and play. That's mm-hmm. what all leylines do. Yep. Uh, leyline of sanctity gives you hexproof. Leyline of the void. Uh, enchants a player and any card that would be put into their graveyard is exiled. Leyland of Anticipation allows you to cast any non-land card as though it had flash. Leyland of Combustion is whenever you or permanent you control becomes a target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, it deals two damage to that player. It might be able to hit Planeswalkers I control, I don't remember, I'm just doing this from memory. And the green one is whenever you would tap a, a, cre- a creature for mana, add an additional green to your mana pool, and you can spend eight mana to put a plus one, plus one counter on all your creatures. The green one is probably the worst, the red one is garbage, the three reprints are great. Yeah, I mean, those are all three reprints that... Like, Anticipation kind of... is only an EDH card, Yeah, but it's played, like, everyone who plays blue EDH wants it. I personally don't, because I don't like it. Yeah. Flash is overrated, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> People are just so obsessed with being able to play at instant speed, it's Ex- kind of annoying. Ex- yeah, especially spending cards on it. Exactly. That's where, like, Leyline of Sanctity and Leyline of the Void can just hose entire, like, mechanics, yeah, right? Like, like Leyline of Sanctity, it's like, yeah, how's, how's your Storm Deck feeling? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, in regards to standard, a lot of people are super, super high on Sanctity, um, against like the mono red decks, and they're super high on um, Leyland of the Void against the Phoenix decks. I think these people are idiots. <laughs> like you play, you're like Leyland of Sanctity, and you like put two in play against your mono red opponent, and they just beat you to death with creatures. Yeah, like that's the thing I was thinking. I'm like, like the mono reds here aren't the mono reds of Eternal format. No, like, like, like yeah, it has the potential of being really good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But you're probably not going to have a post board or pre board, and post board they can just if they're expecting it they just board into their like rekindling phoenixes and shit, right? Yeah. Like, and then kill you with creatures, and it's like, yeah, taste it. Like it's not like you know, like legacy or modern or like legacy and stuff. You have to like work to get to win through a ley line of sanctity if you're playing burn. Yeah, like you can do it, but it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult, and I don't think people appreciate the importance of playing four ofs with your ley lines, like. You yeah. playing four, you have like a forty-three percent chance of having one in your opening hand. I mean, obviously, we're gonna have the London Mulligan, which is gonna like that's more likely to happen. But like, you have to dedicate four of your sideboard slots to a ley line for it to be reasonable. That's not really, you know, that's a lot of sideboard slots. Yeah, you have to be dedicated. Like, I really don't want to lose to this deck. Mm-hmm. You know, same for Leyline of the Void, which is like, okay, you shut off their Phoenixes. What about their Crackling Drakes? Yeah. Which give no shits. <laughs> yeah, they don't care at all. So, I mean, I think they will see play. I don't know if they're going to see that much play. They're, this is very clearly, they wanted to reprint stuff for modern, right? Like, mm-hmm. Leyland of the Void was a $60 card. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Sanctity was, like, pushing 30 I think. And, I mean, even Leyland of Anticipation was, like, 12 because of Commander mm-hmm. Desire, so... 
yeah, it feels like I mean, so to kind of like veer off that, it feels like this set they were kind of printing certain cards for more eternal formats. If that makes sense. Like some of this feels like it's like, oh, we want some of these types of cards in Arena Modern. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with you there, and like that very much is how you would quantify the um the late lines right like you you want to have the ability to like hate on a graveyard deck if it if arena modern has a really powerful graveyard deck you need really powerful graveyard hate yeah, yeah. that is this that we're not going to talk about later are we do we put cage on the list yeah all right we'll talk about it later all right more graveyard hate whatever you got that that one definitely feels like yeah but, all right let's move on to more hate cards all right cool rule of law Two colors on a white enchantment. Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. You will never buy back a Rekindling Phoenix, or not a Rekindling Phoenix, a uh, Arclight Phoenix ever again. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is like the ultimate Stormhate card. Um, I actually, they printed a uh, Eidolon version of this in Theros, which is like one of my favorite burn hate cards. Because it's like, it's a 1-4, so they'll never kill it ever, and it just blocks everything for days. Uh, oh, sorry, that plus Worship Oh yeah, is the ultimate lock, because they can never kill it, and they're never going to kill you. Uh, obviously, this is not as powerful. It's not yeah. a creature, but it doesn't die as easily. It's fine. It's a hate card for, like I said, exactly Phoenix, and that's kind of it. I feel, I feel like more cards, more people will play this card thinking they're going to get people than... Yeah, people like, should. Like, my mono red opponent can't cast more than one spell a turn on turn four. I mean, I guess it. This kind of hoses the shit out of um, experimental frenzy. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> I mean, it does things. It's like, you know, you lock out. You know, experimental frenzy gets hit by it. Um, light up the stage doesn't work super well with it true like there's there's things it does but still it feels like you know you're like turn you know turn three rule of law and they're like okay turn four play something attack you yeah i'll actually put threats in play yeah thanks it's just one of those things it's like it's three mana and it really doesn't do anything yeah like the day somebody plays this against me in limited like that's (laughs) It's going to happen. Oh, yeah, I know. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to lock you out. And you'll be like, okay, okay. cast a four drop. Cast a, cast a four drop, attack you. like Attack you with my two drop and three drop. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, next up, we have Sephara Skyblade. Four colorless white, white, white for a legendary creature angel 7-7 seven, seven with flying and lifelink. Other creatures you control with flying have indestructible. And she has, you may pay white and tap four untapped creatures you control with flying rather than pay this spell's mana cost. You can feasibly turn three this card in this format. Hmm. That's, I mean, you're playing a lot of really garbage creatures to do it. Like, you're literally playing freaking the 1-2 Hawk and Healer's Hawk. And there's, I think, a one a flying vampire that can do that. Like, you're just playing a deck that just gets destroyed by Cry of the Carnarium. And she doesn't protect herself, importantly. Yeah. So you're, like, playing garbage creatures and screwing around, and you play her, and your opponent's, like, murder it. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, a three, uh, three, uh, playing a uh, seven drop on turn three is a big thing, right? 
or a seven seven on turn three. I, sorry. Yeah, I suppose. Like, and the thing is, is it's like if it, the the flying creatures thing. Like, I could see it happening. Like, I mean, mono white is a thing. Yes. Like Mo- mono white, and it was already playing the one two hawk. Yep. Because the one two hawk didn't die to chain whirler. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, you know... And, I mean, and Healer's Hawk wasn't it? Or? Yeah, Healer's Hawk is also a thing. Like, there are legit threats this, that could be playing this card. Plus, if you do cast on turn three, you can hold open God's Willing. Because you go one drop, two one drops on two, and then turn three, you go third planes, uh, another one drop, cast this, and then you're holding open the one for God's Willing. So that's kind of cute. I mean, you gotta have the nut perfect. But, I mean, <laughs> and, I mean, that's 11 attacking power on turn four. Yeah. It's yeah. not nothing. It's not nothing, but I, you know, it's not super something either. I yeah. guess, but it's kind of like okay, it's there. All right, we know it. This is a thing that exists. Okay, what else we got here? Uh, next up is Cavalier of Gales. Okay. Sorry, I didn't accidentally close the tab. Everything's fine. Uh, when Cavalier of Gales enters the battlefield, draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. So, uh, sorry, this is a two blue, 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 five, five flyer. Already good stats. Mm-hmm. And it brainstorms when it enters the battlefield. Yep. Sweet. When it dies, shuffle it into its owner's library, then scry two. Hmm. I legit like this as like a recursive threat in a blue base control deck. Fair enough. Like, it doesn't die easy. It does replace itself when you cast it. So, it, you know... Yeah. I like, mean, it casts Brainstorm. That's a good card. Yeah, it casts Brainstorm, and when it dies, it goes back in, and you get to Scry 2, which can, like, help you set up when stuff yeah. dies, right? Like, I don't know if... I don't think this card's going to be, like, you know, completely batshit insane, but I do think that the card is good. Yeah. I mean, you kind of just, like... Control decks just want something very specific, and they don't necessarily even need to be batch insane cards that they're no. looking for. They just need to be cards that are annoying to deal with to some degree. Like, you know, it's a big piece of it. But I mean, that was the entire thing with um, Aetherling, right? Yeah. Aetherling, co- Aetherling cost a million mana, and you never cast it on curve because you're not that dumb. And, like, it was a super like dense mana sink, but it was resilient and impossible to kill. Yep. That's why it was the threat in those decks. Like, mm-hmm. and the format has changed a lot since then. You know, yeah. like Tef- oh, yeah. Teferi has taken over the goddamn format. He doesn't rotate out, right? We're not losing Dominari. We're just losing Ixalan. No, we're not losing. Yeah. Anything so right now. he's not rotating out, but I mean, eventually he'll go away. Maybe. Yep. Actually, I think when he goes away, we lose this card. Also. Oh well, we're screwed. All right. We'll have to check. I gotta, I gotta remember what the rotation cycle is. Yeah, I don't know if this card is good enough to see play, but it has the potential of seeing play. That like it has the raw power to see play. Yeah. If we move away from Teferi as like the end all be all planeswalker, we'll see if that happens though. Because right now that's just where we're at. We can hope. Just a bunch of Teferi's hanging out. All right. Uh, next up, we have Tails End. One blue instant. Counter target activated ability, triggered ability, or legendary spell. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like, you're reading this one and you're like, okay, okay. What? <laughs> this is like the ultimate plant for a commander counterspell, right? Maybe, yeah. I mean, this feels like a plant of a card they just want in formats. Like, yeah, like, 
the card's nifty. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I do... I honestly can't think of an activated or triggered ability I'd be really worried about. Like, it counters Planeswalker Ultimates. Yeah. But, you know, that's not the first time that we've had counter spells like counter Planeswalker Ultimates. Last mm-hmm. time it cost four mana to do it, and people usually can just play around it, you know. But you can get people every once in a while. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, at too many, you can get their fetch lands. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. It yeah, does something. Like, I mean, it's interesting. This, as I said, this is one of those cards you look at and you're like, "Why is this here?" To some degree, you know. Yeah. Like, and I feel like there's a purpose for it. Like it's it's not they didn't just throw it in willy nilly. Like they wanted it for, uh, you know, for either for standard or for like arena modern is more where I'm at on it. But yeah, like maybe we just haven't seen what it's here for yet. Mm-hmm. Like just having the option of like a trick bind yeah. effect is just a relevant thing. So. Mm-hmm. And you don't want it to be too narrow, so let it counter Planeswalkers. Yeah. Like, it does counter every Planeswalker, so... Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Winged Words. Two and a blue sorcery. Draw two cards. This spell costs one less to cast if you control a creature with flying. Strictly better divination. Strictly better divination. Um... I, I do think this card is good enough to see play if there is a deck for it. Uh, we already have Charter Course, which sees play in the Mono Blue deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mono Blue deck, which sees no play outside of one random guy at FNM for some weird reason. <laughs> but, you know, the deck still is a thing, right? People can still play the Mono yeah. Blue deck. And Charter Course is a very powerful card because it's two mana draw two. I do like how they've been experimenting with like different hoops people have to jump through to mm-hmm. get a two mana draw two. Because that is a very powerful yeah. thing, right? Well, like, I mean, Charter Course is legacy playable, we know, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, two mana to draw two cards is, like, right on the border of too good for a format, right? Yeah. Forcing people to jump through hoops for it is, a par- is, I think, totally worth it. And, like, Divination by itself is almost borderline constructed playable and standard. Yeah, it's like it's it's kind of like mind rot where it's that like that card that is just on the wrong side of the line always. Yeah, like, like if it was one half mana less, yeah, it'd be great. It's like what it is, but but at two mana it's just too good. Yeah, like I don't think winged words is as good as charter course is because the draw two discard one is still just a good thing if you're yeah. like empty board top decking as to where divination might not be. Yeah, like like look at the top two cards you're alright baby pick the best one is just you know yeah better. that's still fine right <laughs> yeah. as to where like you know this one is just a divination if you're doing poorly but it you know if you randomly decide that man I really want a fifth charter course for some reason this is a perfectly fine substitute yeah and I just think the card's fine as is so yeah it kind of slots into that blue deck and really well already doesn't it just yeah. with the flying creatures and stuff but that's the thing, though, is, like, they already have the Charted Course, so. Yeah. And, like, half the reason why that deck is good, because you can go, like, turn one unblockable dude, swing in. Mm-hmm. Charted Course, as where you only, I mean, maybe they move off the unblockable guy, and they just start playing, like, just Terramander and um, the Pirate Siren, whatever it's called, Siren Storm Tamer, yep. as their one-drops. Who maybe. knows? Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Disfigure, Black, Instant, Target creature gets negative two, negative two in the end of turn. This is a sweet reprint. <laughs> this card is legit legacy playable. Yeah. This card is good. This card is, is quite good. There's been a lot of not quite uh, disfigures printed lately. Mm-hmm. This is actual factual disfigure. Yeah, yeah. This card's gas. Like, yeah, I... 
I am excited to see it. Like the unfortunate thing right now is the format is like so off of creatures. It feels like to some degree, like we just with War of the Spark being all planeswalkers all the time. Yep, it feels like it's less about it, you know, like. I don't know. It's weird because like the deck I'm playing right now is very much a creature based deck and would just fold to this card. Yeah, uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Not really. Like it, it could is the thing. Yeah. You just have to play smart as the yeah some of it. But I had to explain to someone that them boarding in fiery candidate against the heroic deck was not good. Yeah. Okay. It literally kills nothing except. Yeah, like... Uh, unprotected legionnaire. Yeah, I'm like most of my stuff's like a one three, or a th- or a two two that turns into a seven seven. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A two two. Yeah, a two two that attacks for two on the first turn and attacks for six on the on yeah. the next turn. Like only but, slight hyperbole there. Like, damn. yeah, no, it's not really even. Like I'm just yeah. I, I'm just thinking about like the last games I played and I'm like yeah. Attack with that next turn. I was mana screwed. Attack for five. Like, <laughs> yep, that's what it does. <laughs> yep, but like disfigure is just sweet. Like, I want this in my murder kill deck when that becomes borderline playable again. Like, so never. It was borderline playable for a while there. They just need to print a ravenous chupacabra that can also kill planeswalkers. I take it. <laughs> Like, plan- creature or planeswalker, just a strictly better ravenous chupacabra. It would be, like, extra large ravenous chupacabra. Yeah. And everyone would be like, this will ruin magic. And it won't. <laughs> because screw your planeswalkers. Hey, has this chupacabra been banned yet? Nope. Okay, just checking. <laughs> this card is ban-worthy. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's just it's, it's just a good card. It's a freaking flame tongue kavu. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong. It's good. Good card. Good Real card. good card. Yeah. It's still just a two-two. I had a black-green component opponent concede to me today when I played. As soon as I played to Honor Guard, it's just like done. Some people just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, they're just like I'm out. None, I mean, of, my, none of my stuff does anything anymore. When they're cutting their uh, um, cast downs for it, because cast down isn't good against Planeswalker dot deck. Yep. Glad you get him. Right. Feels good. Okay. All right. So after rode that train. <laughs> oh, plus now we can say the joke. Which figure? Disfigure. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Like, okay, so random, randomly I'm also really sad that Disfigure is printed in this set. Uh-huh. Because um, I really, really like the reprinted versions in um, Master 25. Okay. With the, like watermark and stuff mm-hmm. and um, uh, I'm never going to get to play these because they don't go in heroic <laughs> just flat never happening uh, that's kind of great actually alright all right. moving all the way to the end of black now we have Villis Broker of Blood 5 black 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 8 8 flying legendary creature demon with black Pay two life. Target creature gets negative one, negative one until end of turn. Whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. Yeah, buddy. This card was immediately compared to Grizzlebrand due to its interaction uh. with Reanimate, 
which would have you lose eight life, and because he would see you lose the eight life, you would then draw eight cards. This card is no Grizzlebrand. No, no, like that's a little bit of hyperbole there, but this card is sweet. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it has the same mana cost as Grizzlebrand. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about Grizzlebrand: he literally has a Yawgmoth bargain attached to him. You just don't have to click it seven times to draw seven cards. He just shortcuts you to one. Yeah. That's pretty good. Also, his lifelink. Also pretty good. I guess this card's cute if you have both, but whatever. I mean, he does things, but it's like... He is really sweet. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a sweet card. (laughs) He has removal tacked onto him that draws you cards, yada, yada. If I ever see this card in Legacy, I'm going to cry. Uh, and then I'm probably going to jump home incinerator it. Because that's what we do. That's, you know. <laughs> okay. Life, it, life goals. Jump yeah. home incinerator a Emrakul. You've been there? No, life goals. I want to do it. Oh, okay. I hope you do. I hope you succeed. Because it's an ability, not a spell. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Okay. All right. Next up Chandra's Regulator. There's a lot of Chandra's cards in this form set. It's, it's almost just, like it's Chandra dot set. It kind of is. It is. It actually yeah, is. Yeah, it is. They gotta set her up. Yeah. Uh call us in a red for a legendary artifact. Whenever you cast or activate a loyalty ability of a Chandra planeswalker, you may pay one generic mana. If you do copy that spell, you may pay, may ability. choose. Yeah, ch- sorry, copy that ability. You may choose new targets for the copy. You can pay. You can pay one and tap it, discard a mountain or a red card, draw a card. Hmm. Chain Veil is just a powerful card, right? Like, the card is billions of dollars for Commander for a reason. This is a Chain Veil for Chandra's only? It doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't copy the, you know, the fact that she puts loyalty on her or any of that stuff. Because it just copies the ability. But this is just a powerful card. Yeah, like, I, the the looting effect is not irrelevant. Like it, it seems fairly relevant. It's not like it's cheap too. It is very cheap. Like two mana plus one, like two mana plus one for the activation and one for the activation to tap it to rummage. Like, if this card is going to be good, they have priced it to be good. Yeah. The exactly. question is, is it? Yeah, it, it feels like it's posi- like they they built it so that it can do well like i don't know whether it will or not is definitely yeah like the format has to be in a very specific spot to do well yeah and but i feel if it were in that format i'm probably okay with it right like yeah you know i don't know like we don't have any insanely powerful chandras there are three chandras in the set all of which are good in their own way Mm -hmm. you know but it's fine we'll see where it goes okay uh next up we have my boy Goblin Ringleader. Yeah, buddy. I've been telling people for a long time that for goblins to be good in, like, modern, we need this card to be reprinted. Now it's been reprinted, and I think goblins is the farthest it's been from being good enough for in modern it has ever been. Which is sad, right? It is. Because he's here now. He is. Like, you get a reprint of this card at Uncommon in a set, and it's like, yeah. He looks so grumpy. He's he's mad about it. He's like, (laughs) I show up. And I can't even make the deck good. Uh, You got Matron end of this in, like... It's so close. I know. It's so close. 
They're just teasing you. The aren't format they? is just so not good for it. For those who don't know, uh, it's three and a red for a two-two with haste when it enters the battlefield. Search, uh, reveal the top four cards of your library. Uh, put all goblin cards revealed this way into your hand. Mm-hmm. This includes goblin tribal cards. I thought you purposely looked away from the laptop when you were reciting that card, just because you're like, yeah, I, I got a flex. I know this card. <laughs> Flex. Okay. Uh, this this the fact this card can hit tribal cards is super super relevant. This, yeah. This card can literally be a draw for. This card <laughs> single handedly made goblins one of the best decks in Legacy like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> oh like it out card advantages blue decks, and that's saying something. Yeah. Right. Like this card is insane. But it's a four man. You cast this on turn four, and you can just die, right? Oh yeah. In modern, I don't know if this card's good enough for standard. It might be. Like there are a lot of good goblins in standard right now. We have freaking goblin. No, goblin matrons in modern horizons is not yep. standard. Either way, we have a lot of really good goblins in this format. I mean, there are some good. The, the, but the problem is, is that there's a lot of good three drop goblins. There are. And like, there's some good one drop ones, and there's the twos are kind of like twos are the problem. Yeah. There is no good two drop goblin. Mm-hmm. at all ember hauler is not good enough yeah fight me <laughs> no i won't like the best two drop goblin is like crater maker oh, i'm gonna say two of the little monkeys but <laughs> i mean like relevant i'm not wrong right like <laughs> uh, i think crater maker is the actual best one probably yeah because i mean it, it is ember hauler with an easier mana cost yep that can't hit planeswalkers but whatever it can blow up karns which is sweet mm-hmm. yeah you know. It does things so. It's like it's such a weird spot, but yeah, it's it's good to see them printed and like in standard. That's surprising, honestly. Yeah, I I think the reason why is because they just didn't want to put too many really good goblin cards in the in the Modern Horizons limited format. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, because like you don't want this or Matron at rare, but this plus Matron is such like that. Is, how do you be how legit? How do you beat that in limited? That's so degenerate. Like, like that that is ridiculous in limited. They're like especially when goblins is a push tribe. Like I just yep. don't think you can have them both in the same set and have the set not be yeah. goblin dot limited. Yeah, right. So okay. Anyway, sweet. I'm a fan. That's awesome that it's back. So all right, everybody, keep an eye out for a foil one of those for John, please. I have plenty of foils of it, just not foils of this art. <laughs> uh, next up, we have a Marauding Raptor. Call us on a red for a 2-3 creature dinosaur. Rawr. Those are some stats. Mm-hmm. Creature spells you cast cost one less to cast. Okay. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Marauding Raptor deals two damage to it. If a dinosaur is dealt damage this way, Marauding Raptor gets plus two, plus oh until end of turn. This card's weird. <laughs> this card is very weird. This card is really bad in, like, normal mono red. Yeah. Right? It is terrible in normal mono red. It kills everything except your own chain whirlers. Yeah. It's just we like, no. We don't want to do that. This card is the enabler to beat all enablers in the dinosaur deck. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of the good dinosaurs have three toughness. For a very good reason. Like, curving this into Ripjaw Raptor, mm-hmm. drawing a card and attacking for four on turn three, that is power. Yeah. I don't know if it's good power, but it's power. Yeah, I mean, like, any of the dinosaurs with the enrage abilities are good. Like, even, like, Ranging Raptors yeah, like, or... Ramp's great. Yeah. 
you know? Like, and this, the fact this is a two drop is just super good in that. I've been saying forever that, like, um, Colossal, or not Colossal Dread, Ma, Mon- a Charging Monster Sword is, like, <laughs> actual, factual, freaking, um, Reality Smasher, and people just don't realize it. That card is awesome. That card just wins you games. I want that card to be good again. <laughs> I think the card is good. I want that card to be played again. Actually, no, I just want to play it again. It actually did see play in uh, Phoenix Sideboards. Really? Yeah. Awesome. People just board it in and just be like, five, yeah. We just need Ixalan block construction again. That's what we need. I mean, the card can just straight up clear a Teferi if they don't have a counterspell. Yeah. Like, the format is driven it's by... Basically Slash Panther. Yeah. The card... <laughs> the, the format just doesn't play too... Like, their two-mana removal that they play is um, Tyrant Scorn. Yep. So, and they can't Dovin's Veto it, so something it's like crashing and kill your Teferi. Yep. They're like, uh, three-minute Teferi, unsummon it? And you're like, all right, kill your Teferi. Yeah. Like, Charging Monster is an actually good card right now. I just don't think there's a deck for it, and this card might give it a that, deck. Yeah, that's what made me sad, was there's no deck for it, because I, I love that card, mm-hmm. too. Like, that card was awesome. I mean, the biggest problem is, like, the mana, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is expensive, but yeah, that's, like, that's always the biggest problem. So, yeah. Also, yes, everybody realizes that this goes infinite with Polyraptor. Yes, it goes infinite. It literally draws the game with Polyraptor. If you do it, I will hate you as a person. Yeah, you're you're just you're just being a dickhead. <laughs> but nothing. We're good. Just done the same thing twice. Moving on. Should uh, not, not, not let you computer. You should not let me computer. What 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 have you done? Uh, next up, go away. We have Mask of Immolation. Colors in a red for an artifact equipment. Equip cost of two. Uh, when Mask of Immolation enters the battlefield, create a one-one red elemental creature token. Then attach Mask of Immolation to it. If equipped creature has a sacrifice, this creature it deals one damage to any target. This card is kind of a Mortar Pod, but worse, and I just really like Mortar Pod as a card in Limited. That's cool. That's literally the only reason I wanted to talk about this. Like, I just like Mortar Card as a card. Or Mortar Pod as a card, sorry. It does sweet This card's probably fine, right? Like, just in, in, in Limited. It has to be, right? It, it, it gives you reach, which is super relevant. And it's a 2-mana 1-1 one, one with stack ping someone. It's fine. Okay. It'll be a finisher in Aggressive decks. Could do worse. The art's sweet. Yep. I like the uh, the colored artifact cycle that they have uh-huh. going. I like that they they realize they can do that and they're just experimenting with it a lot. So, all right. All right. Next up. up, Elvish Reclaimer, green for a one-two elf warrior. Plus two, plus two. As long as there are three or more land cards in your graveyard. Two tap sack a land. Search your library for a land card. Put it onto the battlefield tapped. Then shuffle your library. <laughs> this is crop rotation. Close. But crop not broken. Rotation. Yeah. Like, crop rotation is untapped, right? Uh, crop rotation is untapped. Only one green mana. <laughs> and an not, instant, right? And an instant. Crop rotation is, un- is unreasonable magic. Crop, right? crop rotation is dumb. <laughs> I, I have that in my janky glacial chasm deck. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just good. Like, I don't know what you're doing with it probably something terrible like but it's sweet like what i mean so in standard what are you trying to get like uh there's a bunch of random lands that we have that were just printed um 
Uh, there's like the if you control seven or more different lands with different names, you create a two-two zombie and stuff like that. Whenever oh, land yeah, is battlefields, like there are cards that care about like lands and graveyard and all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. even if this is just like a random plant for modern, because they know crop rotation is too good. I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> like I don't think I want to be playing a one-two in modern that doesn't do anything the first billion turns it's in play. But I mean. I feel like they've been trying to push a lands matter deck. Like we have, um, Crucible of Worlds. We have Scape Shift. Like we have all these cards that do yeah. things related to lands. There's just no payoff for it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they finally give us the payoff in the lands. I don't know. I'm not gonna try and build a lands deck. Yeah, somebody else can do the work there. <laughs> Someone else can do the work. I'll play it if it's real because I like playing lands based strategies. But yep. you know, like yeah. it's. It's just a powerful ability, and we would be remiss not to talk about it. Yep. Uh, next up, we have a Shifting Ceratops. Two green green for a 5-4 creature dinosaur. This spell can't be countered. Protection from blue. Green, Shifting Ceratops gains your choice of Reach, Trample, or Haste until end of turn. Reach is really weird on a Triceratops. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> This card is sweet. This card, yeah, this is basically charging Monster Store also. This is basically charging Monster Store. This is a strictly better unplayable garbage because <laughs> it only costs five mana and it yeah. can do relevant things. Like, I actually really like this card. I just hate Hexproof as an ability is basically what I hate. The I hate that there's no recourse to dealing with freaking Carnage Tyrant. There is recourse to dealing with this card. And I like how it's like, this is Slash Panther. Yeah, you know, it just, they're just, like Teferi. You're just like uncounterable threat. Give it haste, kill it. Yeah, right. Like, and it's just perfectly after the curve. I don't know. I'm a fan of this card. Yeah, it'll. Pre- I mean, this is going to show up somewhere, right? Like, it just has to. I that's like a sideboard card, if nothing else, for green. If I, I mean, I, it. sideboard card. This could just like share the four drop slot with, uh, um, Ripjaw Raptor. Oh yeah, okay. right. You know, you'd have to be heavy green for that to work, but that's not the end of the world, right? Do a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. So, okay. uh, next up is another hate card, <laughs> Veil of Summer. They have a lot. Of, they have a lot of hate cards in this set. Actually. They have a lot, and I think you're right that it's entirely because of the modern set coming out. Yeah, or not modern set, the modern, the new arena modern. The format. arena modern, yeah, whatever that format's called. You know, okay. like. Modern is actual modern is controlled by its hate cards. Yeah. So, all right. Veil of Summer, green instance. Draw a card if an opponent has cast a blue or black spell this turn. Spells you control can't be countered this turn. You and permanents you control gain hexproof from blue and from black until end of turn. Hmm. This is like a weirdo green counter spell. Yeah, basically. Slash, pe- protection spell. Uh, for those who don't know, the correct time to cast this spell is after they've already cast their counter spell or their removal spell. Yep. Because then you get to draw a card. Yep. I guess if you really want to make sure that your card, like, resolves for some trigger, you cast it beforehand, but this, you know, like I said, cast it after. You, you do it in response almost all the time. Yeah. Savage Summoning is a sweet card, but this card is slightly different than Savage Summoning. I don't know. That's kind of all I have to say. It's... A counter spell slash protection spell, but only against certain decks. Yeah. It's sweet. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. On to our gold cards. Kaikar, Wind's Fury. 
Colas Blue Red White. Also, I literally didn't realize until this morning that they literally just printed the cons tribes. Yeah, it's all like, the it's all the wedge sets. Yeah, it's all the wedge. Like they just printed a a legendary creature and all yeah, the wedge. Yeah, because the previous one was all arcs. Didn't realize that. Literally didn't realize that until yeah, all the, just this the dragons were arcs. Yeah. This is. Okay. I get it. You got it now? I didn't. Now. I definitely did not have it when I first saw everything spoiled. I literally just like, oh, hey. Oh, hey. That's Mardu and Abzan and Jeskai. All right. Sorry. 3-3 three, three, legendary creature bird wizard with flying. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying. Sacrifice a spirit. Add red. This card is weird. It's sweet. In many ways, this card is weird. Like... <laughs> It's sweet. Oh yeah, it's pretty I'm cool. Fan. Like, you know, I'm a like I like anything that makes tokens, right? Like, mentor is a sweet card. Mm-hmm. The one five guy that makes bird illusions is a sweet card. Young Peasy is like my homie. Yeah, like I like cards that just give you tokens for doing sweet stuff, mm-hmm. and this is what that does. It's just weird. It's, <laughs> like, it is a strange one. Like, especially the sacrifice of spirit at red. Like, I feel like you could do this as, like, a legendary creature. Whenever you cast non creature spell, create a 1-1 one, one flying spirit. And mm. it would be weird at Mythic, but it would be fine. Yeah. Like, you know, it'd be like a, it would be a commander plant. But they're like, sacrifice spirit at red. It's like... This kind of makes it a commander plant, too, to some degree, I think. It, it still does. Want, yeah. It's just a weird one. Like, that ability, I just feel like something happens to it's make like somebody that ability. It's like, yeah, they have this card built, and they're like, we need something more, and somebody just came and stapled it to it. Like, Yep. We got you, fam. But also, yeah, I don't know. They, that art weirds me out for some reason. Really? The, the weird bird art. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a bird holding a fireball. Yeah, I know. It, it just took me a while to like realize the orientations and everything on it and stuff. Like bird, fireball. Yep. Get wrecked. Firebird. Okay. All right. Next up, Graph Digger's Cage. Yeah, here we were talking about this one. This. Yeah, this is one that I kind of alluded to with... Um, by saying the name, yes. Yeah, by saying the name. Uh, this is just another Graveyard Hate card. Uh, creatures... Pe- players can't cast spells. It is players, right? Not opponents. Yep, players. Yeah. Pla- creatures, Creature cards in graveyards and libraries can't enter the battlefield. Players can't cast spells from graveyards or libraries for one generic mana artifact. Yep. This is the most universal graveyard hate card slash court of calling hate card slash finale of devastation hate card for cards actually in standard slash unexpected results hate card and unexpected results hate card. This card is just a hate card. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is like that. That can't from library thing really hoses a lot of stuff. Yeah, people don't realize that. Like people think of Grafter's Cage as a graveyard hate card. Yeah. This does stop court of calling. It, yeah, like this stops. Um, Collected company. Like, this stops a lot of shit that people don't realize, so. Yeah. Like, I could see, um, uh, and, like, this card feels like a an arena modern plant more than anything. Yes. Because, like, now they don't have to have Aetherworks Marvel ban. They don't, because there's a hate card for it. There's two yep. hate cards, yep. both artifacts colorless. Yep. Like, people have no com- no reason to complain. Also, there's no Eldrazi, so Aetherworks Marvel is a perfectly reasonable card. People don't need a reason to complain. But they, they will anyways. I know, yeah. I'd say they don't need a reason to do it. But, yeah, like, it's a cool cool reprint, too. Like, it's like, yeah, that's a card that we kind of need to float around. But. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Next up, Mystic Forge. Four generic mana for an artifact. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may cast the top card of your library if it's an artifact card or a colorless non-land card. Tap. Pay one life. Exile the top card of your library. Garbage bulk. Card is bonkers. <laughs> Apparently the vintage shops players are going insane over this card. Because <laughs> they're just like, oh look, we get to cast our entire deck. Yeah, shocker. Who would have thought? I want this card for my Karn EDH deck, because yeah. that's literally every card in the deck. This card's insane. It doesn't let you play lands, so there is a very clear brick wall, right? If you have two lands yeah. atop your library, this card doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But you have to have two lands atop your library. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and everything in between, you still get to play, right? Yeah, like, this card is cool. I like how it's just taps pay one life and exile the top card it's not exile you may cast a turn it's just it's gone yep so you have to commit yourself just to this. strip a card off yeah like i do like that it's four mana so it doesn't seem like it's insanely busted but it's good yeah i mean i think in in some of the you know like shops like i mean it's vintage they don't care about how much mana like no something costs they're gonna play it if they want to because mana has no meaning in vintage yeah um yeah, they're, gonna of, uh, like, they're gonna like turn one this off of like shops and a, um, uh, mocks. Sorry, my go. brain stopped working. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, play this uh, this black lotus off the time off my library. Play this other thing. Play this soul ring. Cast this thing. It's like, yep, yep. This, this is, is the world vintage. Yep. I mean, card's cool. It, yeah, it's sweet. I want. I need a copy of it. And if it sees play in older formats, all the better. Like, it's four-mana artifact. Yeah, I mean, like, four-mana artifact is... Like, four-mana is that level you're like, Yeah. Four-mana to to play something that really doesn't do anything. It's kind of like, eh, crap, but... Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, One final thing to talk about in the... uh, These cards are super powerful slot, at least. Uh, that is the temples are, or the enemy color temples are being reprinted. Uh, for those who don't know, temples are lands that enter the battlefield tapped. They tap for two mana of enemy colors, and when they enter the battlefield, you scry one. Yeah. These cards single-handedly made the Theros format. Oh, yeah. This but, is, yeah, what the format was all about. Like, the format revolved around temples. Like, the aggressive decks played temples. Yeah, Heroic played temples. Yeah, and, like, you know, I mean, the thing is with Heroic is you didn't do anything on turn one outside of, like, a favorite hoplite. Yeah. But. And, <coughs> and honestly, they're probably, like, you know, this current Heroic deck doesn't, does the same thing. But Yeah. The mo- usually, if I do anything, I'm holding open Shock. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, and the, my build, I have two sandstone quarries slash boros yeah. guildgates, whatever you want to call so them. So it's like deck. easy swap there, right? Easy swap, and I'm probably just going to cut a mountain and a plains and play the other ones. Yeah. Because they're just good. Yeah. I remember when they were spilled, everybody was like, God, why are you printing these shitlands at rare? They're, they're, you know, like, that scry one, that matters, man. Like, yeah. scry, like, a scry one is just a really big deal in any game of magic and people don't fully appreciate it like yeah. everyone hated on these lands thinking they were unplayable they were format defining yeah people played off color scry lands <laughs> i played off color scry lands in my blue black control deck i had a temple of malady and a temple of mysteries in you were my gonna deck. say temple of malady weren't you i was and i had to stop myself <laughs> that's well, how you hesitate there <laughs> 
Like I, I remember, I remember that actually when I when I played the list that one time. Yeah, and I did it not because I needed the fixing, because I needed to play like a basic land, and the scry one was more relevant than untapped. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's big game. Plus, yeah. you could randomly like activate your uh, opponents' like activated abilities of their creatures after you cast them with Ashiok. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't get an Ashiok. You get to play in this format, but. I actually, I remember, um, I actually swapped out the, one of my, I swapped out the Temple of Mystery for a Temple of Epiphany, the blue-white, or not the Epiphany, a Temple of the blue-white one, whatever it was. I swapped those out, so that Enlightenment. way... Enlightenment. Enlightenment. So that way, if I stole my opponent's um, Fleece Main Lion, I could activate it. <laughs> Love it. Because value. Because value. You know what really likes an indestructible hexproof blocker? Blue black control. I was just saying. <laughs> you know what really doesn't? Your opponent. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice siege rhino you have there. It'd be a shame if I blocked it forever. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Let's chat a little bit yeah. more. Um, but yeah, so I don't know this this corset looks strange. Like, you noticed. <laughs> like, when I read, when I, so, I just, like, since we, you know, we didn't, we actually didn't have a ton of cards on any of our lists here with it and stuff like that. There were a lot of cards, I feel like, when we were looking at stuff, we kind of stopped and went, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But, like, not enough to, like, really warrant us talking about or anything. Like, as I said, the, the, set, the set just seems really strange. A lot of really kind of weird abilities in some ways. Like... Not not really weird, but kind of like you just look at it and you're like, what? Like some of the lands matter stuff, and you know, just some of the way they handled the abilities. It's just I, I'm kind of I'm still kind of just puzzled about the format. I'm interested to see how it plays. Honestly, I feel like they did two things with this set, and that was print every hate card they can reasonably print in a standard legal set as a hedge for things to come slash, you know, Arena Modern. I agree. And printed every card they could possibly imagine that could go in a standard legal set to make all the weird tribal shit that's rotating out of Ixalan remotely viable. <laughs> like, we do have new vampire stuff coming out. We have new we have new knights. Like, there's new knight cards coming out. There's the dinosaurs, yep. which are, like, all really good, right? There's, like... We have freaking God's Willing. Mind you, we lose nothing. Yeah, now that we right. have God's Willing, willing, we lose literally nothing when Nixlon rotates. Yep. Feels good, man. Yeah. We lose Sheltering Light, the one of that I plan on leaving in the deck. Yeah. Woohoo. We'll just play another card that does something. Yep. I'll put back in the at Rester's Abnonition. Yep. Because that card's decent. It's fine. It does what it needs to. But like, there's just all the. I feel like this is the set where they're the the set where they're trying to be like everything you kind of wanted to do, you p might be able to do it now. Yeah. And if you can't do it in like a competitive GP level environment, which according to the internet is like dying in a horrible fire, anyways, you can at least do an F and M, right? Yeah. And I think that's just that's what really matters. Like, you finally get to play the weird shit you want to do. Like tribal decks are where F and M thrives. You know, goblins. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> like, I don't think Ringleader is good enough for modern. It might be good enough for standard. There's, there's a lot of really good four drop goblins. 
Yeah. There's no good two-drop goblins. And, uh, yeah, that's just what you're missing. But... Come on, Watsy. Yep. Just give me give me Warren Instigator. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah, it, the set is just... It, it feels very different from M19. It does. M19 was, like, a lot of, like, flavorful, like, kind of okay stuff. M- M19 was literally meat and potatoes. Yeah. And this, like... In this one, our potatoes have a lot of spice on them. Like, off the top of my head, I can't think of any card from M19 specifically that is just, like, really, really powerful in the format right now. Not even Nicol mm-hmm. Bolas. Like, the marquee mythic, like, yep. you wanted to open this in in foil, sees any play. Yeah, not anymore right now. Like, he did for a while, but... Yeah, for a I little mean, you'll bit. you'll run into the deck sometimes still, but, like, yeah, it's not, like, a big thing. Yeah, like, Chromium, which was, like, the control finisher, sees no play. Mm-hmm. None of the other dragons saw play. Yeah. I mean, M19 felt really low-powered, too, to it be honest. did, This yeah. set doesn't look like that. No, but a lot of the power is very niche power in this set. And it feels like this, like, M19, you could look at it and be like, oh, this set seems like it's a set in and of itself. I look at the set and I, I see all the pieces for other things. Mm-hmm. Like, not necessarily for the set in and of itself. It feels really weird. It feels, I, I agree with you. It feels that they're like, all right, we need to print some stuff and reprint some stuff to make other things work. And they yeah. just started stamping those out. You know, like the ley lines in Grafter's Cage are like the two like giant standouts for the most part. Or And Amma, that counterspell and stuff kind of feels like it too, especially for for Arena Modern. But Yeah. Like, like yeah. this seems like it could be a really garbage limited format. Yep. Or it could be a ton of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one. Well, like, protection just leads to really weird limited formats, right? Yeah. Like, opening a ley line as, like, your pre-release promo, while sweet, because it's going to, like, be good, you're not playing it. No, you, you're not playing it, but, like, man, I'd love to get a promo Leyline of Sanctity because I'm sure I could ship that. Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> Leyline of the Void is going to be the bigger one. But... Yeah, that'd be the, the one there. Actually, I'd probably keep a Leyline of Sanctity. But... Yeah, but it's like, you know, what? Like, I'm just imagining the person who sits down. Well, I suppose the pre-release packs are seated, so maybe it isn't likely to happen. Yeah. Like, you can imagine the person who sits down and, like, they crack their packs and it's, like, two green Leylines, a red Leyline, their promo is a Leyline of the Void, and they're just, like, they have two playable rares right (laughs) like they're gonna feel really bad about it but like i said like they do seed pre-release packs so that's unlikely stuff like that's going to happen yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it there's some like it feels like there are some good cards in this set actually like Mm -hmm. some powerful cards so but i don't know so all right, well, if anybody wants to shoot us some feedback, send us an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Come check out the site, uh, thelocalmeta.com. You get to see all of our episodes and link to our Discord, which is a hopping good time all the time. So um, uh, come check us out there. And yeah, anything else, John? Nope, good. Just closing up windows on your little... Whatever it's called. Okay. Well, it's not Windows on that. It's actually a Linux distro, so. No, I was like, as in like closing the, oh, okay. I'm like, the internet windows. Okay, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're not closing Windows, the operating system on no. it. But. I'm, I don't know. All right. Well, cool. So then we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.